It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max with Keyshawn Johnson, Harry Douglas, Freddie Coleman, and for the guys today on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius X and Channel 80, as well as TuneIn, presented by Progressive Insurance. And you're 10 minutes away from your, court, your two quarterbacks in the NFL. And who will have it good and who will have it bad? That comes to you in 10 minutes. And one guy feeling bad right now, Zach Wilson, quarterback, New York Jets, out two to four weeks after suffering a meniscus and bone bruise injury from the Friday game against the Philadelphia Eagles. Let's bring in Alan Hahn from Barton Hahn. That is Monday through Friday from noon to 3 p.m. Eastern time on ESPN Radio. He joins in Keyshawn, Jalen Max. And Alan, it seems like another year, another Jets quarterback having issues and now the latest involving Zach Wilson. What is the feeling as far as you're concerned with, oh, no, this could be the beginning of maybe a bad season for Zach Wilson? Yeah, I mean, that's the first thought, right? When when you see him limp off, it's always like, oh, here we go again. You know, the, the punch to the gut, and we didn't even get through the first half of the first preseason game, and there was so much momentum. I'm not going to say optimism, right? Because they're really – Freddie, you know this better as well mm-hmm. as anybody, right? You and I can commiserate here. Key, Key only knows it as a player, but it's – there's a – there's just that feeling of hopelessness where you're just hoping like, can we have a little bit of, of happy before we all just get miserable? And we didn't even get to the first half right, of the preseason game and everything else that happened the rest of that game, which there were a lot of positives. You just were like, yeah, whatever. Like you just couldn't get into it. Right. That's a fan perspective. Now, after hearing about that the injury isn't as severe as we, I mean, you had all the, the doctors on social media calling it ACL right away. And the fact that it is, and I hate saying just a meniscus because I have experience, like it, it ruined me. Like it starts the downfall of, okay, that knee is never going to be right or it's going to be a while. That's the concern is how much of an impact will it have on his performance this season, which is important for the Jets to know what they have and also because he was supposed to be a big part of what they do. But it could have been worse and I guess that's like the most optimism I could possibly have. And it is so typical New York, right? Hey, it could be worse. Let me ask you this, though, Alan Hahn. Huh? Do you think he's good? Do you think he's good enough? I have enough? no idea, Key. I have no idea. Do you think for what little bit you've seen, mm-hmm. flashes, whatever you want to call it, yeah. do you think he's the answer at the quarterback spot or did they heavily reach? I do feel like it, ha- it is a reach. I like I'm trying to find reasons to believe and everything you hear and it's all about what's being said in the building is they they love how he's come back this year. He's got like a swagger about him that players seem to be drawn to. Like you could see like t- like you again, I, I love when you talk about players because you're pretty real about teammates and stuff and it's it's like you could tell when guys are like man this guy ain't, this guy ain't it. You could tell when guys are just Yeah, see I, and I don't, and I and I and you I'm know, getting the sense that players like him. Like there's, the a, there's a feeling like, like this guy's got something. I think the players like him, but I don't know how good he is. I just don't. You know, nope. I can go back to college at BYU, and mm-hmm. I could dive in to other players' film at that position that came out. They, mm-hmm. Their film was better. That's why I don't know. But what happens in this league, and Harry knows this, and, and you know it because you covered it for a long time, 
is when somebody falls in love with you, nobody can tell you anything about that individual player. And I think Joe Douglas and company fell in love to the point where they had their mind made up before anything. First sight. Wow, we got to have him. Opposed to really looking at it and saying to themselves, we probably could have done better with that pick. Yeah, I think we'll, we're going to learn that over time, right? We are going to learn that over time. Durability, first of all, is the most important ability for a young quarterback. Well, he had and durability so far, problems in college. Yeah, right. That's exactly right. That's the biggest concern is the durability factor for a player who, when I first met him, I couldn't believe how small he was. Mm-hmm. Like, I couldn't, like, when I first met him, uh, it was like in a social gathering, and I just looked, I was like, damn, like, my son's bigger than you, you know, <laughs> but, but he's good. You know, but he, you know, you know that he's got some talent, some swagger, some personality. Look, he's not Bo Callahan, all right? Let's go to draft day. Like, he's not a guy where no one showed up to his party. It's, I, I do think there is something about him that makes you feel like if he can get right physically, that, you know, he'll, he'll be a guy in the huddle that guys want to believe in. He'll be a guy in the sidelines that guys like. But is he, when you ask me the question, do I believe in him? Do I think he's the answer? The problem is we're two years in, and I don't know. Yeah. That's the problem. Yeah, I don't know. And, and here's the scarier part. Freddie, when I heard Joe Flacco's going to start week one against the Ravens, oh, I was boy. like, you know what? I feel better about that. <laughs> That's sad. Isn't that weird? But it's because I know what Joe Flacco is. Well, to, to your point, though, Han, like Harry. when you look at the first few plays from, from Zach Wilson, it's not like they were productive. Like he had an <laughs> no. interception. And then he overthrew yeah. Garrett Wilson, who ran an unbelievable route on a six-yard out route. Yeah, he tried too hard. Yeah, and, I, I see. I wonder this: Did you did you guys see? Is he just too amped? You know what I mean? Like, because like, he, he looks like he tries to. Even last year, there were times where you're like, "Man, you're just trying too hard." You see, Hunt, stop that, trying to prove yourself. That's why I think experience coaching comes into play because sometimes yeah. coaches can protect you from things like that. Right when you have a inexperienced, yep. a young coaching staff, they're just trying to go afloat. They're trying to get everything clicking at the moment, right? Mm-hmm. Especially coming off the season that they had last year. But when you have a, a veteran coaching staff and experienced guys on the staff, they will say, you know what? We got to find ways to protect him from himself because last year we seen him try to be Superman. Listen, we don't need you to be Superman, man. Just make the plays that you're supposed to make. Mm-hmm. That's all we want you to do. Like yeah. they have put play, uh, people in place around him. Uh, granted, the old line, I'm still look questionable about that. But you drafted Brees Hall, right? You have a two-headed monster you can have in the backfield. You drafted Garrett Wilson to go along with Corey Davis and Elijah Moore. Uh, you you bought in the tight end C.J. Mm-hmm. Uzama from from the Bengals, which I think in this offense, which is a Shanahan offense, the tight end position is very valuable. I don't need you to. I don't need you to be be a hero. That was, that was Josh Allen's problem early on in his career. He was trying to be a hero so much. Mm-hmm. Take a page out of his book, right? Just take what the defense gives you. Move the chains. You know what I mean? Take those little plays. Never – I use this analogy. Never get tired of making deposits in the bank. Never get tired of it. <laughs> That's how Tom Brady and Teddy Bridgewater has made a living. They don't Harry, get, I love they, it. They don't get tired of put, making deposits in the bank. And that's mature. You, what you're describing is maturity, is yep. experience yes. and maturity. And we all know he didn't have a ton of experience. And he is, as we've seen, he does have some immaturity, you know, issues about him that that all has to come about. Now, do we have the patience to sit and let him become mature and experienced? We might not. But the injuries now force him to sit on the sidelines and wait again. And I don't think like I know this. I, oh, it's only four weeks. He could be back. He could be back by week one. No. 
I would take my time. If I'm the Jets, take your time with this. Mm-hmm. You don't need to rush him back. Even when he's telling you, I feel great, I feel great, nah, we're going to make sure. Like, I want to make sure that this never comes up again the rest of the season and it's not in the back of his mind when he plants that foot. Alan Hahn of Bart and Hahn hosts 12 to 3 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus. You got to check it out. It is a must watch, listen to all Bart and Hahn. Um, Join us this morning on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Is Robert Sala the guy? Do you have confidence in him moving forward as the Jets mascot? Mascot, mascot, wow! <laughs> on the sideline. I, I want to again. It's it's all. How do I know? What am I basing it on? Yeah, last year, I I don't know. But what I do know is this: is that I think it, what's important in New York is being great at the podium. I think he's very good at the podium. I think he's good with the media. He handles that stuff well. I do think players like him. In fact, as much as Joe Douglas, I think has had a really good off season. I think Salah is part of the reason why Joe Douglas is able to get a couple of players to come here. I think Salah's got, you know, a, a good reputation. I think players like him. I think they have changed the culture there, which was just brutal when Adam Gase was there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that takes time. So you know, you it takes a year to get your players and to kind of get the culture you want, the type of people you want in the room, and the leaders you want, and guys that are your guys. You know, you can't do that when you snap your fingers when you're a first year coach. So I think they've been doing that, and this year is going to go a long way in telling me if they have the guy at head coach. But I want to believe they do, because in the past, uh, Dwayne Brown wouldn't sign with the Jets, right? In the past, they wouldn't get guys, Quan Alexander, they wouldn't get guys like that unless you overpaid. And the way he handled Carl Lawson, where he said, you know what, last minute, you know what, it's preseason, man, I'm seeing injuries, right? Uh, you, we're going to take it slow with you, right. because we need you healthy week one, how important he is. And Lawson wasn't happy about it, but Salah's good with taking it face-to-face. Let's go. Let's talk it out. I know you're mad at me, but here's the reason. And the way they're handling, too, uh, uh, the, the kid, uh, Denzel Mims, mm-hmm. you know, like the way they're handling it, and Mims is not happy. But they're also he's also making a ton of mistakes. They drafted him in the first round, right? Second round. Second, Second round. round. Second I don't round. even know why. Listen, I ain't gonna get up. I ain't gonna get into that. Yeah, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. Well, no, um, it's because he's Alan. talking to him though, and, and he, he instead of just like you know giving him the Heisman, he'll he'll go ahead. You want to talk to me? Let's talk. Let's talk it out. Let's figure it out. Because the kid is talented, but you know when you see him out in the field, you see the mistakes he makes, and he keeps making them. Yeah, I'm I'm torn on whether or not I think he'll be a successful head coach. I just. And I and, and you say, well, you look at it last year. I just it's it's some things you see that coaches do. Right. And and I understand he's nice and he loves the players and players want to play. I get all that. Doesn't matter though. Cause if you're not making in game adjustments and decisions and yeah. it it just doesn't matter. And I understand, you know, New York is starving to have a team that could compete and with the best you know, the rest of the NFL. Absolutely. And so they're hoping that you get what they got in San Francisco with him as the head coach. But remember, he was a defensive coordinator, mm-hmm. not the head coach, which is a different position now. That's true. No, all of that's true. And, and like I said, we have nothing to base anything on because last year was was a year where how do you – like what could you take out of last season? Is there anything that you could take out of last season? Because late in the year where they really – you know, where teams really gearing for them, like where they really facing – uh, you know, anything that made it feel like this is a real comp, like this is a really good game. I don't know because they had injuries on the defense. They obviously had the Zach Wilson thing where he's in and out and he's hurt and three different quarterbacks, actually four different quarterbacks they played last year. 
Like it just was so hard to judge what they were. But the off season, the way players are talking, the the sense of I hate. I'm again. I'm not going, uh, Freddie. You know this. I'm mm-hmm. not going optimism. Right. I'm just saying like it's just something. There's a vibe feeling like all right, this is not a complete disaster. And I know that sounds funny, but that we generally look at it like, hey, it's not a disaster. I'm feeling pretty good about this. <laughs> great follow on Twitter at Alan Hahn. Like we mentioned, does a great job with Bart Scott Bart Hahn every day, Monday through Friday, noon to three p.m. Eastern time on ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus. Always great to have Alan Hahn stopping by here. Keep All right, mascot. Keep, keep your optimism, Alan. I'll see you, boys. Alan, Alan Hahn is the biggest jet mascot I know. I don't know. I, I may be in a running with him, but at a certain point, I'm going to have to retire that award. Three mascots, Freddie, Greeny, and Alan Hahn. Well, Greeny's kind of retired that award now that I think about it. He's the ultimate. He's, yeah, he, he, he's, he's a different planet when it comes to Y'all that. live by the hope theory. <laughs> No, I live we by the. Hope I'm, the Jets no, are going yeah, to be I'm, I'm love, something to talk Harry, about. Harry, I'm living by the theory. I'm tired of this nonsense theory. I'm living that <laughs> over the New York Jets because it seems like the face has changed. What's, the guy, everything fi- changed. what's his name? Fireman. Um, Fireman Ed. Ed. Yeah, is he Fireman Ed. I think he got he got he got upset he is, too, didn't he? Yeah. Oh, he's, he's, is he still a Jet fan? Hot he's still a Jet right? fan, but I don't think I, I know he still comes to the games, but oh, not okay. to that level oh, okay. that it used to be, where he his brother would be on his shoulders. That was fun though back then. Yeah, when the Jets were winning, when they were actually good. At then, then they were competing. And for who was you with? You was with was Corbett and all them. Y'all was in the same receiver yeah, board, right? Yeah, Dijon Ward, Wayne, mm-hmm. and and then uh, that was it. Was Curtis was my three. favorite Martin, right? Yeah, Curtis was a running <laughs> Curtis back. Martin, yeah. yeah, but those were our. Those, we were the three receivers. Yep. Yeah, well, well I'm trying to think. It wasn't nobody else? We didn't really. It was us three, really. It was just you three, yeah. Yeah, we yeah. didn't have nobody. I mean, Alex Van Dyke didn't. He didn't pan out, and they got rid of him fast. Yeah, yeah. Uh, man, you talk, you yeah, talk about mental toughness, catching though. The football that time. That, that, those are the mental tough. Days in my eyes because sure. nowadays you know receivers you five and six deep they want to come out yeah. every other play. No, nah, we never came back out. then. No. Man, you got Man, three receivers. Right. You going to a game with three receivers? Mm-hmm. You know you're not coming out the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I told I told I told somebody the other day. I was we were talking about something. I was like, dude, do you not realize that I played some games? I played every snap because yeah. I also played goal line too in our goal right. line packages. So I never ever came off the field, and I had to play inside outside. You know, coming out of the backfield, it was so much I had to learn and, and do. But like Harry said, it's like three receivers, and that's it. The other dudes, man, y'all. You get in a two-minute situation, <laughs> right. and you know you can't come you out can't if you come can't. Out. Right, yeah. Say that's a two, different wow. ball game. Dudes go one, <laughs> they run one route, right. put their hand and in the up. air. And they're ready to get out. tap their helmet. I just that's just the difference, I guess. Yeah. I mean, that's well, it's, it's what my, they do now. I wish I was playing now. Well, it, it, we know things are more specialized, but it's specialized at the 25th power yeah. more than ever before in the National Football League. Don't forget about the ESPN Fantasy Football Marathon that kicks off tonight at 6 p.m. Eastern time on ESPN. Download the ESPN Fantasy app, the most popular fantasy sports app. It makes playing ESPN Fantasy Football easy, fun, and fast. Updates to gameplay in the ESPN Fantasy app include new scoring and league management tools with more new features and updates on the way throughout the season. Sign up at ESPN.com slash FFL or download the ESPN Fantasy app. Thanks for joining us here on Keyshawn, J. Will and Max with Keyshawn Johnson, Harry Douglas, Freddie Coleman on ESPN Radio and Sirius XM Channel 80. Join the conversation at 888 say espn 888 So we talk about Jack Wilson being part of that second-year group of quarterbacks. You got him, Trevor Lawrence in Jacksonville, Trey Lance of San Francisco, Justin Fields in Chicago, 
Davis Mills of the Houston Texans, and Mac Jones, who debuted at number 85 in the NFL's top 100 as a Patriots quarterback. It led to weeping and gnashing of teeth when it came to Keyshawn Johnson that Mac Jones was <laughs> as that on the top 100. But I'll throw this at you kind of trampling off of that, guys. Which quarterback out of the second year is in the best possible position when it comes to second-year quarterbacks? The best possible position? Mm-hmm. I would probably say is Mac Jones. Mac Jones is probably in the best position to have some success again um, because it's second year. It's the same system. I know everybody thinks because Josh McDaniels left that the system left too. No. no the system no. is still in play. Right. And they're going to still run it. It's a different person calling it, but they're going to still run it. Um, he's got some experience at doing it. None of these other quarterbacks that are second-year guys have any extended experience other than Mac. He's the one with the with the experience. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Trey Lance. Um, and I look at a few things. When I look at the two teams, I look at the Patriots. I look at the 49ers. Mm-hmm. You look at the last three years, right? But those two teams, the Patriots hasn't been past the first round of the playoffs. When I look at the 49ers, they've been to a Super Bowl and they have they've also been to a NFC Championship game last year. You look at the defense that they have and. I'm going to continue to say this. They have a whole bunch of players on their offense that I call star players. Right. Players that can do a lot of different things on the football field. When you look at a Debo Samuel, you look at a Brandon Ayuk, you look at a Kyle check, their fullback slash H-back guy. He's another guy that, that, that you can use in different ways. And then you look at George Kittle. That's four I just named on top of number five, your quarterback now in Trey Lance. And I think the best thing that could have happened for Trey Lance starting this year is who his opponent is going to be the first two games. And that's the Chicago Bears and the Seattle Seahawks. Because if you have growing pains, uh, well, you probably shouldn't have growing pains against those two teams. But (laughs) if you have a few things that you want to iron out before you get into the heat of the schedule, Mm -hmm. those are two teams you probably want to be playing. Uh, I also look at a guy like Trent Williams. You have the best, not just left tackle, but the best tackle in football as well. Um, I think Trey Lance is set up for success now. For me, it's going to be how fast is he going to be able to progress? Right. How fast is he going to be able to learn from the growing pains that he may have? I look at both of the guys you just mentioned, and I believe Mac Jones will take that step up key because they're going to open up that offense. I thought at times they dialed it back because him Entirely being a rookie. Entirely too much, Freddie. They really Entirely did. too much and sometimes I, last year. I know that became their identity to run the football two tight ends, but I thought at times they were able to hamstring Mac Jones and not let him do what he does best. That's push the football down the field. That's why he got drafted by the Patriots, became a first-round quarterback, because he was able to do that at Alabama. But I look at a Trey Lance. If he plays anywhere near where they believe he can play, the 49ers can wind up being the best team in the NFC. And, and in a load of NFC, you got the Saints, I know are going to be really good. And the Buccaneers are going to be really good. And the Rams are going to be really good. There's always that one wild-card team that comes out of nowhere that can be a Cincinnati Bengals kind of team in 2022. There's always one team that shows up, no matter if it's NFC, AFC. But with that defense, a bunch of filthy McNasties that the 49ers have on that one side of the ball, and that offense, and a guy like that can be a better playmaker for the 49ers. If he plays anywhere near that key and Harry, that team, the 49ers, could be one of the best teams in the NFC. I, I think he has the opportunity to be something special for them. I don't know what that'll be, though, ultimately. And I right, know because Harry, it's the unknown. You're right. Harry mm-hmm. mentioned the first two games is, is soft spots. The Seattle Seahawks in the San Francisco 49ers are in the same division. Mm. They play each other every single year, twice, sometimes three, depending on if they make it to the playoffs. So that battle, they know each other. So I think it'll be harder than what most people think. They're looking at Seattle's overall team, 
the way that the uh, Russell Wilson left, say so don't have a quarterback, that they're not going to be very good. The problem mm-hmm. that I have, though, with with Trey Lance's situation is will will Kyle Shanahan be willing to be patient in this situation, meaning that if he doesn't get off to a good start, does he all of a sudden become gun-shy himself of the way he would call plays okay. and start to pull things back instead of letting him just grow naturally, organically into the situation as a starting quarterback? Because what coaches will do is if it's not going well – they all of a sudden get scared, mm-hmm. and they get real tight. And now they start calling plays differently. They're going to start running the ball more. You see it with Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo throw <laughs> one ball, and it bounce off somebody's hand. God, we're not throwing anymore. We're going to run the ball. We're going to run the ball. We're not throwing anymore. And, and I'm worried about Kyle Shanahan doing that if something doesn't go well. And, and, and that's key what Key just said because when you look at a guy like Trey Lance and you see the arm strength and you know it's there, He's a guy that you want pushing the ball down the football field. And to go along with that run game and a lot of misdirection, listen, it's going to be hell for defenses if he figures it out early on. Oh, boy. Uh, or if he figures it out within the first six weeks um, because they didn't start off well last year. right? Remember, there was a team, and I remember going on, uh, it was first take, first taking a lot of radio shows saying that the best team in the NFC West last year, and I still feel this way, was the San Francisco 49ers. Now, if one, if Tart catches an interception, the San Francisco yeah. 49ers yeah. are probably going to the Super Bowl mm-hmm. as well. But I still give the edge in that division right now to the Rams because, right. number one, you can't disrespect the simple fact that when the game mattered the most, they won it on top of winning the Super Bowl. But Trey Lance adds another dimension to that team that Jimmy Garoppolo couldn't bring. It's going to be very interesting because of Trey Lance, who looks the part, if he can play that part with that 49ers team, the way that they're coached, how they play defense, that's going to be an interesting division once again when it comes to the NFC West. I always appreciate you joining us here on Keyshawn, J. Will and Max with Keyshawn Johnson, Harry Douglas, and Freddie Coleman on ESPN Radio with the ESPN app and 6X and Channel 80. Lamar Jackson, Baltimore Ravens quarterback, thinks he's this when it comes to how he's going about getting his money. We'll talk about that next. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, Give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about Electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. 
Bonus. Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Listen to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max live everywhere you are. Download the ESPN app. Tap the More tab on the bottom right. Scroll down and tap Live Radio. ESPN Radio, everywhere you are. Keyshawn and Harry Douglas said Uh it best uh about Lamar Jackson should protect himself. That's part of the problem when it comes to getting his money. Keyshawn, J. Lamax, and ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Series X and Channel 80, and tune in, Freddie, coming along with Keyshawn and Harry Douglas. And, Key, I'll start with you on this one, Lamar Jackson. You have been steadfast. You have been adamant saying, dude, do not go out there. You want your new money. You're going to get $23 million before you become an unrestricted free agent. He said during this weekend he's not negotiating with the Baltimore Ravens once the season gets started. He believes in himself so much that it seems to me he's not worried so much about the risk. He's thinking more about the reward, and that's more than enough for Lamar Jackson. And, and I understand that, but it, but we're at a place now, I think for me, if I was advising him, that we're at a place now where you don't need to prove yourself to get to a number. Because that number is not going to go from, let's just use Deshaun uh, Watson's number as a as a measuring stick. Mm-hmm. You're not going to go from $230 million of fully guaranteed money to next year's $300 million of fully guaranteed. It's not going to happen. Right. So you're not really gaining all that much by trying to prove that you belong as a quarterback when you've already shown that. You already won the MVP. You already won the playoffs. You've done all those sort of things. We've seen the team without you. We've seen them with you. They've seen the team without you. They've seen the team with you. So I really don't know why he would bet on another year of doing the same things he's already done. Even if he went to win a Super Bowl and he won the Super Bowl, they're not giving him $300 million of guaranteed money. He's already rushed for 1000 twice, three times, damn near three. He's already thrown for 3000 yards. So it's all like what are you – Trying to prove, like, what's what the, is what's left? The, what's the end game? Yeah, what's the end game? What's the left? My whole point is apply the pressure on them by simply telling them you want your deal done before the opening day or else you're not coming, period. Nothing else to talk about. And I bet you they will get the deal done by then. Once he tells them, ultimatum is I'm not playing until you give me my money, then they'll figure out how to get him his money. Yeah, you can't, you can't be nice in every situation. And I think this is just a situation where I think Lamar Jackson has to be selfish. They understand that's not who he is, but 
at some point you have to. It's just like everybody in everyday life. You can be nice to everybody all you want to, mm-hmm. but it comes a point in time where you have to be like, you know what? I got to value me first and do what's best for my well-being moving forward. And in this case, I think that's what Lamar Jackson needs to do. Now, we don't know what he's going to do, you know, come that time before week one. Mm-hmm. And But I, I, I'm with Key. I, I wouldn't step out on that football field. And I'm not questioning Lamar Jackson as a human being because we both played this game, Key. We, you don't really want to question people, and especially betting on himself. But that's not saying that that's, that's a smart thing to do either. But what am I betting that. on? That's what I'm saying. Like, he's I'm won an MVP. A... He's already showed that they need him. Like, I – I don't know what he's betting on either. This is a physical he's already beat the odds. game. Mm-hmm. This is not Aaron Judge betting on himself because they lowballed him to a degree. Absolutely. This is different. It's a different situation. He's already had a little bit of nicks and bruises. His style of play in a physical game. I just look at it and say the betting on yourself is right now by pushing their buttons and letting them know how serious you are about not playing this season or at the start of the season. Let them go out there with Huntley and whoever else at quarterback <laughs> and let them feel the pain if they don't want to pay you. I wonder how much. I love my teammates, but I can't help y'all. And his teammates, and you guys made this point earlier by the Keyshawn Johnson, Harry Douglas, Freddie Coleman, and Keyshawn J. Will and Max on ESPN Radio. You guys made this point earlier that teammates are not going to get on somebody oh, no. for going after their money. Like, yeah, we get it. Everybody should understand. The average fan doesn't understand, so it will be loyal to the team. You're letting down your teammates. Dudes don't think Freddie, that way I, in professional sports. I went through sport. it my second year in the National Football League. Roddy mm-hmm. White, who was my brother from another mother, who I love more than anybody in that Falcons organization ever, right? In my second year, 2009, Roddy was holding out. And he came to us like, listen, just so y'all know, it's nothing personal. You know I love y'all. I was like, bro, mm-hmm. we know that. We're going to hold it down until you get what you got and you come back. Right. It's Teammates know it's nothing personal, man, because how many more times are you going to be in this position to be able to get the money that you know you deserve? Maybe once in your That's what I'm football saying. lifetime. We don't know what's going to happen out there. And you don't know if you go out there on that field what can happen out there either. So all those things have to play a major factor. But teammates understand, and a lot of, and I want fans to understand when players hold out, it's nothing personal. It's just that you have to do what's best for your family mm-hmm. and yourself moving forward. And if holding out to get what you deserve, if that's the way you're going to do it, I would never have a problem with any guy doing that. I, I, I just yeah. never will. I wonder how much goes through Lamar Jackson's mind that the quarterbacks that we mentioned, the Cardinals came to Kyler Murray, Chiefs came to Patrick Mahomes, Packers came to Aaron Rodgers. They didn't have to worry about saying, I can threaten to do this to get my money. Mm-hmm. The teams came to them. And Lamar Jackson, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. You changed this entire offense for me. I won an MVP in this offense. I was able to override my draft position because of the faith you guys had in me. I wonder how much Key and Harry goes to Lamar Jackson by saying, well, I shouldn't have to go to you. You should come to me the way other quarterbacks among my peer group had their teams come to them where they didn't have to – I don't want to use beg, borrow, and steal with millionaires. But he didn't have to worry about saying, what about this? They say, hey, Patrick Mahomes, boom. Hey, and Lamar Jackson's like, well, why hasn't Baltimore Ravens shown me that same kind of courtesy and respect that those other guys got? Well, I think when you look at it, every organization is different, right? It, it, they are. Aaron Rodgers put up a, a stink of a lot of different things. They eventually paid him. He some thre- of that he threatened them basically. Some some of that was <laughs> so many words. some of that was <laughs> threatening, like you said, in so many words. He got his money, but it wasn't all about money. 
even though he wants you to believe that. Right, it's about stroke. It was He got what he needed. He got his money. Kyler Murray did the same thing. He let him know, yeah, y'all got to pay me. And he let him know to the point where they made the decision that this is what's going to happen. What the Cleveland Browns organization did with Deshaun Watson has nothing to do with the Arizona Cardinals. It's, it's like, and I, and I understand that from a team standpoint. If I'm that team, I'm saying the same thing. I'm like, I don't have anything to do with what Cleveland did. That's not the way we run our business. But what I would say to Lamar Jackson is that he has to be as transparent as possible with the team and open with them and let them know how he really feels about getting his money. I don't know what they've got on the table for him, how it's structured. I'm sure they put some money up there that you and I both would sign on and take. Sure. But he's not in that position right now where he has to take that money. Um, he could certainly wait to the end, the 11th hour, and that's what I would do. I'll wait to the 11th hour, and then I'll simply tell him, hey, man, you're ready to board this flight to Cabo. Uh, you know, that's what I would tell him. I'm getting ready. To, I'm getting ready to go hang out in Cabo for a few weeks. Let me know how the couple weeks, first couple weeks of the season go for y'all. Speaking of Cabo, you know that's why I first met Jay Will, and I don't even think really? he remembers it. A long time ago. Oh, share this story with the out, class. Out in Cabo, man, I was out there with my wife. Me and my wife was out there for our anniversary. Uh huh. And um, he was there. I don't even know if he remembered me saying what's up to him either. Really? Yeah. Now, see, if you said hi to Key, he would have said hello. You're basically saying that no, Jay Will no, kind of he, no, I'm not, no, I'm not. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That. No, don't, don't do put that. that. Don't I'm, do not, that. I'm no, not putting that don't out there. Don't you put that out there. You got to say, <laughs> he, if you met Harry and Cobb, he went, hey, Key, how you doing? You just said something. He said he walked into Jay. Jay might not have remembered him. I don't know if I would have spoke to him. Oh, really? Probably not. I probably I'm on vacation. I probably wouldn't even. But you know me. I, I probably would have said something to him, too. Like, I probably would be like. I would have told you something, though. If you wouldn't have said nothing. No, I would have just walked past you like No, I would have said what's up. Another, I would have said what's up. I mean, another, if you wouldn't have said what's up back, then I t- I'm telling you right so now you're somebody that I would have told something to you. So if he said what's up to you, you'd have just snubbed him? And no, I would have said what's up and kept it moving. Oh, right. Okay, what that's you said then, Keith? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, I thought you meant like hold a conversation. No, 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 no. no, 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 no. no. I'm on vacation, yeah. man. Hold a little conversation with you? What you doing looking like a pumpkin? What's up, Stephen A? What's up, brother? What's happening, man? Looking tight as usual. Welcome back, by the way. We're good. We're good. They didn't amputate your arm, did they? They didn't amputate your arm or nothing? No, no, no. Yeah, man. It was bad. I didn't go nowhere, man. We on the air, man. That's okay. You on the air with us. No, 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 no. I don't. See how he do you? See how he do you? Exactly. No, we on TV, we just on radio. <laughs> but by the way, Stephen. And by the way, yeah. talk about that damn Derek Carr. <laughs> oh boy, Derek. De- 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 all right, all right. See? I'm not the only one. That, his receiver said the same damn thing. Oh, what you mean you don't care what his receiver? His receiver said it. Stephen A. I gotta tell you this though. You say Aaron Rodgers is a bad man. He ain't Can he win any damn playoffs no more? Don't worry about that. Don't worry about that. <laughs> Welcome back, by the way. Welcome back. Stephen A. Smith back Walk on first day. Looking like That's a damn a usher. Oh, 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 we're, do, we're doing that now? Jeez. <laughs> you crazy. You are, man. You, have, look like you, a have, pumpkin. you have no chill at all here. Keyshawn J. Wood, Max Keyshawn please. Uh, what section are you? <laughs> Harry Dunks and Freddie Coleman. Along with Stephen A. Smith, who had a chance to stop your by here. Your seat's here. I'll walk you to your seats. Oh, my goodness gracious. How do we move on from that? Well, Harry believes this about the Eagles and Jalen Hurts. 
For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Listen to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max live everywhere you are. Download the ESPN app. Tap the More tab on the bottom right. Scroll down and tap Live Radio. ESPN Radio, everywhere you are. This is what happens when we allow Alan Yates behind the scenes to take over the show here on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max and ESPN Radio with Harry Douglas and Keyshawn Johnson, Freddie Coleman. What? He and Shannon Penn, part of our producers behind the scene, brought to the table that something was on Twitter yesterday saying you can only pick one. And these were the two songs from the 1990s. This is How We Do It by Montel Jordan or Return of the Mac by Mark Morrison. Who are you picking? I'm probably going with Montel Jordan because I can use that in many. I could go summer. I can go pool party. I can go wedding. I can go club. I can do all that. Okay. The Mac is really more of a wedding song, I think. And and you really can't, you can't really roll it out the way you need to. Okay, interesting. Yeah, yeah I'm gonna I'm go with I'm gonna go with um, Montel Jordan too. Yeah, because when I think of the what Morrison song, it's like, you know, what I'm saying I'm 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 at that I'm at that hole in the wall. I'm I'm at the function with the family. I'm with the uh-huh. older crowd. Right. And Montel Jordan, every time it it comes on, it don't matter where you are. Yeah, it's going down. Everybody know. And yeah. I wasn't to get on Key. Well, what, where is he from, Key? But now I can't even do that. No, in this you instance. can't. I don't have anything no, to do with Key. I just said I can't LA. do it. I, th- th- well, he is an LA guy, but he he said he can't do that. I can't do that. He with can't this go one. down that road. Key, like I hear that man. I get to jugging a little bit. My body get to moving key, and I'm ready to roll. Yeah, yeah you but, can play this anywhere. Yeah, yeah. but I met Montel, any setting yeah, too. I met Montel Jordan at this. He was doing an event. People don't realize he's an NBA player, like six nine. That no one realizes he's, oh, he's six, six nine. nine. He's that yeah, tall. He's he tall as hell. When oh, they I said that's that. Montel Jordan, I said that guy over there. He looks he like an six, NBA. Nine. Yeah, he looks like an Can't NBA play small player. Dead forward. in the Cowboy movie though. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> he did. I didn't know he was that's that tall. Right. Yeah, he did. Six nine. Dang. Yeah, he, but when he, I said, when that record first came out, what did you think? And he said, we thought we had something, but then everywhere I went, it was bumping everywhere. And I said, this record is bigger than I thought. He ne- you, mean, you, mean, you mean song. I'm sorry. <laughs> yes, song, <laughs> tune, joint. Not, not record, song. <laughs> well, Freddie, what are you picking? You asked yeah, what, what, what you you doing? Doing? No, I'm with you guys, Montel Jordan. As much as I like Mark Morris and Return of the Mac – 
But what? I mean, come on. You know, you know how many like white and black parties I went to yes. where you heard that song and more than Mark Morrison? Everybody knows the words. Everybody yeah. knows. Every part yeah. of the song. Yeah, you can go to Delaware. <laughs> oh. You can go to North Dakota. You can go to Wyoming. They know Montel so Jordan. Good. Absolutely. In my hood right. Tonight. Everybody had their hood in Wyoming and <laughs> yeah, Idaho. Man. Mark Morrison was tight, but not compared to Montel Jordan. Oh, come on. This no. is timeless here. You put this on. So is Montel Jordan. T- oh, oh, that's my song. Believe me, Mark, I guarantee you. So, so, so no lie. When I, used to go to the, I used to go to Tallahassee to visit my brother. The yeah. moon, Saturday night. Grown folks night. I had my hard bottoms on. Mm-hmm. They played this Mark Morrison, man. I'm in there swaying mm-hmm. side to side Look with my hard that. bottoms when on. When the last time you wore some hard bottoms, man? Stop asking me questions like that, man. <laughs> Welcome to the Hard Bottom Show known as Keyshawn J. Will and Max with Keyshawn Johnson and Harry Douglas and Freddie Coleman on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. I just can't app. do it, man. I'm sorry. Yeah, you can't. No, no hard bottoms for you anymore? Well, you don't like, you don't like the, you basically wear sandals and like Well, flip-flops. yeah, when I'm at home and stuff like that. But I mean, just when I'm dressed up, mm-hmm. I don't even, you I don't know when the last time I had on some hard bottom shoes. You're not wearing, you're not wearing like, any Stacey Adams? Period? Dress shoes, period. Oh, no, no. See, no. I still wear I still, I still wear dress even, shoes. Even, like, even, I, I go tennis shoes most of the time now with suits, but I, I still wear them every now and then. even when I, like, had tuxedo on, uh-huh. yeah. you know, I got patent leather three stripes. So I can go get my patent leather three stripes. <laughs> okay. So I, That's I, different. He Adidas for I life. Just, yes. Uh, yeah. I just can't. I mean, when I first started working at ESPN, I had the because I was coming out the league, uh-huh. I had the hard bottoms on. But then, like, I think about two years in, I was like, I wore some shoe, tennis shoes. You know, took a look around a couple of times. <laughs> tennis shoes again. Wait for him to say something. Mm-hmm. I just tennis shoot it all the way out from there on. I've been tennis shoes with suits. But they way more comfortable, though. Even with the tie thing when I first started ESPN, everybody was wearing tie. I'm like, man, I'm not 90. Yeah. Man, don't talk well, about me because I got my to, tie for later. You don't have later. to be 90 to wear hard bottoms. Some people still do that at events. Don't look at me that way. Look, <laughs> you give me like the whole, mm-hmm. Come on, man. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to kill a cockroach in the corner. No, I'm not talking about those kind of hard bottoms. No, I'm not talking about those. I just those. can't wear hard. I just. Yeah, just not for you. So you, you, can't you take suggest it. I don't put my tie on for first take? Oh, you, you do, do what you do. No, because I'm about to no, tell you. you I'm no, gonna you got to put, you gotta put the tie rock, on. I'm going to rock my tie. You do what you, you do. I ain't got nothing tie. to do with it. I'm going to first take with you later on. Stephen A. and Michael Irvin. Because I'm going to blame Key. No, you can blame. Because he told me not to wear my tie. you can blame Key, but Stephen A. not going to clown him like he's going to clown you if you don't wear a tie. No, if you wear, I'll, if you got a cop, you if you got a cop, you you got a college shirt on, right? You got a college shirt on. You don't wear a tie. Yeah, you getting clown. You get key. They know key. They know key. Just going to be who he is. <laughs> don't I do you, man. That's all I'm going to tell you. Right? I'm just saying when you mentioned we mentioned hard bottoms in in our uh, last segment, and it just was like hard bottom shoe. I just like I. Not for I you. Just, yeah, I can't. Not for you. I can't huh? do it. Okay. So here's the question: Do you have? <laughs> I don't want to sound weird. You have narrow feet, or you have like wide feet? I have medium feet. Okay. okay. Well, see, I'm in between. That, so he has. That's you, another reason. That's why another I don't reason why. Yeah, yeah. No, people, I just don't. They don't. But, but it's not comfortable it's for not you. It's not comfortable though, for you. If you have yeah. medium or wide feet, it's different. Because most dress shoes are narrow. No, but see, the dress shoe. My dress dress shoes is fine. I just, from a fashion standpoint. It don't, it just don't go with where I'm at now. That's all. Doesn't go where I'm at in the, in my age category. I was gonna so say. When this, did you this, stop? This when like did you stop? When did you stop wearing them though? I stopped wearing them. Like I said, I've been here 17. I probably stopped wearing them 13, 14 years ago. Oh wow, wow, that's a long. You time. really went deep. Yeah, 13, 14 years ago. Hey, 
If you go back and you just check mm-hmm. me out yeah. on pictures or whatever, I got tennis shoes and stuff most of the time. Well, you couldn't wear them big ass suits you used to wear either. That's no, true. But we, but back <laughs> That's then, true. Well done. No, but way Points. back then. No, no. Points. Come on, man. When I got when I got on television, my suits went like this. So how much of that was because when of I was playing, right. my, my, my pockets might have been down to my kneecaps. Oh, See, yeah, I had, yeah. I had to here, here we go. Here we go. Put my hands Put in your my whole pants. arm in your pants, oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> used to be so big. Well, See, I, I had a transition, too, because when I first yeah. wore suits, mm-hmm. I used to wear basketball shorts underneath my suit, so all my suits would be baggy. Really? Like, so I had, I had to transition. Trust me, my wife had to help me out in a lot of ways. I had Welcome to transition to into... You know, my pants being tighter, my you know, yeah. my clothes fitting. When everything started to thin like, up a little bit. Man, I used to wear them tall tees that came out to your kneecap with them Jabo jeans <laughs> and the Coogee sweaters. And the FUBUs. My wife hit me with that. Oh, no, no, no. She but see, you was an athlete, though. Yeah. So you was in yes. the sports mind yes. of the way athletes tend to dress. Yeah. So you had Coogee sweaters. Yeah, I used to wear basketball I never shorts had a Coogee sweater. and a T-shirt me, to go eat. Yeah. Oh, really? I, now, when I go eat, I always throw on a collar shirt and pants. Oh, you and real stuff. professional. Yeah, yeah. You don't want to go eat with me. You just, you just, whatever I got on, that's what I got on. No, see, we, how, yeah. How see, much of that's because that of cute. Dance with the Stars, you stopped wearing shoes? Was that well, part Dance of it? with the Stars, the only reason I had to wear those shoes right. because of the, the floor. But, the, but even <laughs> then, I was wearing tennis shoes. Oh, you were? Fred, okay. Yeah. I didn't know where that, that started Twinkle, right then. Twinkle toes. No, yeah, no, no, no. You had to wear, we had to wear the, you had to wear the dancing shoes. Absolutely. Yeah, you could, yeah. Absolutely. They won't let you slide on the floor and do the things. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you 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 can Damn. tear you can tear your knee out wearing regular shoes on the floor that he had to dance or dance. Shut with up, stars. Pat! You just a hater. Somebody <laughs> what did Pat Costello say? I said, really I, said it, I mean, it didn't really help whatever shoes what he was wearing. About? He got eliminated first. Okay, so, so what? Bill Nye. Yeah, Bill Nye. Bill Snooki. Nye didn't beat me. Snooky didn't beat me. That's, Everybody beat me. You talking about Bill, <laughs> Bill not a size guy? Yeah, yeah. Bill not a size guy's part of the crew. When Bill not a dance size guy didn't even dance. He got social media followings, and so. Dance with the Stars is a big social media component to it. Yeah. If you don't have the file, like me, I don't even, you know, I, especially back then, I didn't even have it. Mm-hmm. And so my partner, Sharna, used to always say, you got to get social media. You got to tweet this out. You got to do. Like, man, I'm not doing that. <laughs> and so that's how people get, get the votes. Right. And that's oh, okay. how you get voted. You. Yeah. Uh-huh. Don't listen to Pat. I'm the only professional dancer on this on this show. So I'm not listening to him. Only barely. Only oh, Now Pat says only barely. Really? He... I'll give him credit here on Keyshawn J. Will Mass presented by Progressive Insurance ESPN Radio. Pat's never letting it go, and Keyshawn's never letting him, never let Pat have the upper hand. No. Like, never. I lost. Well, no, I mean, you was on the show, pretty, though. Bro. You, I, wanted, right, you were there. You good, in, I got you pretty in good moves, though. You were in the I was, arena. I was all right. You were in the well, arena. that ain't never danced. You can't argue with somebody who's been on the show now, Pat. Like, you know how hard that stuff? Man, you I have mean, no idea how hard it was. I mean, was Jerry, Jerry Rice did a pretty good job. Pat. At least he came with a different name this time. <laughs> At least he gave it a right. different name. It, it was a different format too, though. When Jerry and Emmett and all them was doing it, it yeah. was different. It was just a different format. The way they judged, all that sort of stuff. So different. you're saying it was harder for you? Because- it was much. It, you, my cast. And when we go through commercial break, I want you to pull up the cast. I will. And look at the cast, and you tell me if I had a shot. I give you credit, even when you, you tell me. You when, tell when you me got if I had a shot. You were good with it. You're like, oh, look, I'm I good. did the best I, I could. Come on, man. I think I'm I bought a, to say. Think I bought a. <laughs> SL63 with that money. What? <laughs> really? I did. I bought an SL63. You got paid that kind of coin for Dance with the Stars? You, you get taken care of. You're straight. No, must taken be care of, nice. Yeah, it must be. Getting, ta- getting taken care of is like getting a hearty handshake and maybe like no, a no, voucher. No, 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 no. no. It's, 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 you're all right. You're straight. Really? Yeah. 
The things show, you I'd... find out must be nice. Man, I'm in the wrong business. I'm Harry Douglas, Keyshawn Johnson. I'm Freddie Coleman, Keyshawn J. Over Max, and Deshaun Watson, the apology. Right timing or wrong place? That's next. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome. So you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.